Hi, this is Ken Blanchard. Welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast, where my friend and colleague, Chad Gordon, interviews experts helping support our vision of leaders powered for good. If that's your mission too, I know you'll be inspired by what you hear. I'll be back at the end to share what I've learned. Enjoy this episode of the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Marilee Adams, welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I'm excited about this conversation. Thank you. Super excited as well to have you here. Your book, it is not a new book, but it is such a uh, just such a, a an impactful book for so many people. You're in your fourth edition, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life, 12 Powerful Tools for Leadership, Coaching, and Results. Mm-hmm. When you put pen to paper way back in the day, did you ever imagine you'd have the impact you've had so far? I did not. Um, and now it happens so often that I hear about that, that I'm not surprised, but I'm always thrilled. Yeah, I my first exposure to it working with a um an executive coach with, with one of my with with it with my current coach. Um he he suggested this and it it I just love the way it's put together. When you sat down and 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 uh got in front of the typewriter or the word processor, you know, what were you hoping to accomplish with this book? I was hoping that the material would touch people's hearts and affect their behavior, their relationships, and the results that they got in their life, both professionally and personally. And um, for people who don't know about the book, it's a leadership fable. And all of the lessons of question thinking, which we'll get to in a minute, are woven throughout the book so that people get a good, quick read And at the same time, learn new ways of thinking and behaving that can alter their relationships at work and at home, their results at work and at home. And I've now had the opportunity because next year will be 20 years after the first edition. And I've spoken all over the world. I've given workshops and keynotes all over the world. And it's invariable that people say, oh, this really did change my life. Oh, I got a new perspective. Oh, I didn't understand. I didn't have that idea before. Now I can act on it. So, um, you know, what could make me happier? Yeah, I mean, cha- yeah, change your life. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, if you're in your fourth fourth edition, you you've changed some lives here. So let's kind of dig into the book. Let's actually have that conversation about and and the way I love it. You know, we love we love the the parables here. Obviously, with Ken Blanchard, he's been doing that for a little bit. Um, That's we really, just a little bit. We, you know, I like how you focus on the mindset. Um, you know, a lot of the training that we do at Blanchard is around skill sets and mindsets, and then just the mindset. Um, I'm a firm believer. Once you know it, and you know you're 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 running through the stop sign, you sh- you you have the awareness you shouldn't be doing. It it makes it a little bit tougher. So what I like about this book around the mindset is you make it really clear that you can continue to go down the path you've always gone in, down and you're probably going to get the same results. So when you think about kind of the pathway of, of a learner mindset, a judger mindset, you know, how do you see that happening in real life? Like what's a great example of somebody kind of making that fork in the road and making the right decision, but more often than not making the wrong decision because they've not really dug into this enough. 
Well, I have a good story for you about that. But first, let me say for your listeners that um, I distinguish two mindsets all of us human beings have. One is a learner mindset where we're open-minded and possibility-oriented, and a judger mindset when we're more closed-minded and um, um, actually judgmental. And it's important to remember we all have both, always will. And the magic is in learning to distinguish which mindset we're in at every moment and then having the tools and skills to switch. And I will say, before I tell you the story, I will say that um, in all my years of teaching leadership at American University and then at Case Western um, Reserve at the Weatherhead School, that um, it's always impactful when I start out with, uh, I think of leadership in terms of leading self and leading others, and my work is structured around that. And I love that Ken focuses so much on self-leadership, which is what I mean by leading self. And that means really having the skills and the intention and the honesty to notice when we're in judger and to switch because our relationship with ourselves and others will be so much more successful and productive if we do that. So um, here's a story about, I I was giving a workshop and it was a two-day workshop. And the, um, the second morning, this gentleman came in late, but with this huge smile on his face. (laughs) And he said, I have an amazing story to tell you based on what we learned yesterday about mindsets. And he told us that he had come home from the workshop to find his wife in tears and the kitchen flooded and the water dripping down into his office below. And she was just so freaked out because everything that he had worked on for his whole career was in that office. And what she said to him was, in tears, I've ruined your life. (laughs) And he he said, the old me before yesterday would have gotten so angry at her and snapped at her. And instead, based on recognizing that would have been very judger behavior and take. So I took a deep breath and he said, And I just said to her, no, sweetheart, you're my whole life. That's beautiful. And that's a wonderful story. And and it it goes to say that a lot of probably what we do wrong and how we we react, well, react is the the word here. It it is a choice. It is a choice to to take a step back and, and view things in a different way. You don't have to always fall to the same patterns you've always had. Right. In fact, he said at the end, I came to this workshop to learn more about leadership, and I had no idea that I would get a better marriage out of it. And that happens so often, Chad. And I mean, that's what gets me up in the morning. Isn't that a wonderful thing to be able to provide for people? Well, it is, and it's probably what continues to drive you. So let's let's like let's let's learn a little bit about what this gentleman learned in that really impactful first day that allowed him and his wife to have a much more pleasant evening because ultimately 
I mean, that's what we want to do, right? I mean, we want to we want to show up differently at work. We want to show up differently um, on the ball field. Maybe we want to show up differently um, with our friends. We want to show up especially differently with our families, with our partners, our spouses. Um, life would just be so much better if we made a choice to 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 be different and be more supportive. So, how does somebody if 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 you wanted to get somebody on the right path, how does somebody start making those choices to show up in a better, different way? Well, you used a magic word there, which is choice. And we've already started talking about that because when we can distinguish which mindset we're in, then we have a choice about what to do about that. And in fact, there's an illustration in the book called The Choice Map. Um, and it, it's a little cartoony looking, but it illustrates the path of uh, the learner path and the judger path and what actually happens when we take one or the other. And then all importantly, when we discover ourselves on the judger path, it illustrates how to switch to the learner path. And then it the it says at the top, the choice map, we choose moment by moment. And that's so important because you we can have grand concepts about change. But change, real change occurs in the moment. And I think that real change begins with internal change, not what we do externally. And I also want to focus here on the importance of question asking. After all, the book is Change Your Questions. And um, I want to distinguish two things that, first of all, questions are much much underrated. And in fact, they're incredibly important for how we function as human beings, how we communicate, relate, the results we get. And I take that further because not only do I want leaders to be asking more and telling less, I also want them to be able to be more in charge of their thinking. And The theory of question thinking, which underlies all this, is based on recognizing that we're asking ourselves questions all the time. And the questions we ask ourselves lead directly to our behaviors, how we relate, and the results that we get. So understanding that the questions we ask ourselves are so fundamental that that gives us a grip on something that's so practical and immediately useful. And in fact, um, a chapter, I I titled the chapter in one of my books, the title is, With Our Questions, We Make the World. And so I'd like to put that into the context of leadership, because it's so important. And it's what many of the people who are listening to this podcast really care about. So um, let me, I'll illustrate this in two ways. One is, let's talk about the kinds of questions a servant leader would ask him or herself in contrast to the kinds of questions, uh, let's call it a command and control kind of leader would ask themselves. So a servant leader would typically ask themselves questions like, um, how can I best serve this person or situation? What do they need that I can provide? And how can I best serve my colleagues so they can best serve our customers? 
Does that, that uh, resonate with you, Chad, given absolutely. that you live in the world? Of yeah, oh, absolutely. It's a, it's, a, it's a completely different viewpoint as somebody who wants to come in and, and run the show. And as you said, command and control. Perfect. So let me give you some examples of command and control. So that that person might be asking themselves questions like, how can I get them to do what I want them to do? Or will this decision make me look more or less powerful? And you can see easily that the contrast between those sets of questions would lead to extremely different ways of relating and different ways of getting results and different results. Does that resonate? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it is a very clear line. It's two very different lines of questions. Very different. In fact, I have another story for you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And this is a personal story. Um, uh, I'm sure you and many of the listeners are familiar with Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. Oh, yeah. And in that book, he interviewed, I think it was 11 CEOs to find out how come they and their organizations overperformed by a huge amount compared to others. Well, as it turns out, one of those CEOs is named Alan Wurzel, who was CEO of Circuit City. And mm-hmm. as it turns out, um, Alan's father and my father were best friends. Really? And in fact, um, his father, Sam, um, really served as a mentor for me. In fact, uh, he and his wife took me to Europe after I graduated from college. And so I was really excited to see Alan in that book. And so I called him up and I said, Alan, can I interview you about what you said in Good to Great and all of that? So we said, of course. And I went to his home, which was in Washington. And we were talking about all of this and about his father. And then he said to me, it was like a throwaway line for him. He said, well, Merrily, you know that all leaders understand that they have to ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And I looked straight at him and I said, no, Alan, they don't. Mm-hmm. And that is what's one of the things that's yeah. gotten you to the place that you are. Is that had to have been very that that had to have been very interesting for him um, to kind of kind of think about that. Do you think that the, the assumption? Do you think good leaders make the assumption that everybody innately knows how to be a good leader and ask the questions? Is that where no. the disconnect can sometimes happen? Well, that's a huge disconnect. I mean, the old model of leadership is leaders have the answers and everybody else um, just follows their answers. And that's not the model of leadership anymore. And it certainly isn't one that empowers and enlivens the people around us. So when we as leaders can be really focused on people and what's good and important for them and how to care for them, um, then we ask questions because if we're curious and listening is important, that's just the flip side of question asking. And so I have a concept I call the inquiring leader, which is the the title of the last chapter of change your questions. And um, he is a leader who has become adept at curiosity and question asking 
And of course, this is the end of the book. So things are really working out. And his CEO gives him the new title and assignment of bringing question thinking and question asking throughout the entire organization globally, because she understands that that will lead to a culture and results that will be off the charts. And she gave him the title of chief question officer. That's, and that's, that's that's the core of the work that I do in um, in teaching and coaching leaders. So let's, I always say, I like to kind of mechanize it a little bit. What's, what? Give us a good example of how this looks differently. You talked about the spouse coming home and the flooded, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't really talk about the questions he asked. You just talked that you, you, you saved a marriage potentially that day. And and uh, even though maybe the hardwood floors were not sa- saved, but what's a, what's a good way to kind of like walk us through how this would look different on the job? And whether it's in conflict, whether it's trying to get some information across or serving them in a, in a way where they're trying to achieve something developmentally, what's what's the way that, that people can show up differently after getting some of the lessons of your book? Well, I'm going to answer that quickly, but I'm going to start that with a very quick quote from a leader that I worked with at the Department of the Treasury. And then I interviewed him afterwards. And I should tell you, that after coaching him and his team going through workshops with me, they ended up having a 96 to 100% engagement rate, which was about 20% higher than the other um, units around him. So, but this is what he said, Um, a quick quote. I've got a lot of them, but I'll do one. He said, we have crises all the time. People get defensive and judgmental and don't think well under stress. I'll say, let's ask questions about what happened and what the data tells us. What possibilities are here? I find an inquiry-driven approach to challenges to be extremely successful. I've got dozens of examples. Yeah. So on a practical level, when somebody... Um, say, comes to your office, or these days, it's more likely they're on the phone or in Zoom. And they say, I'm, I've am i got this really big que- uh, problem. Rather than jumping in to solve it, or getting judgmental about the person because they have a quote problem, then an inquiring leader would say, explain to me what happened. What's, what's important about it? Um, what would you like to accomplish? What would your goals be? Let's think this through together. What questions do you have of me? So then they're engaged and partnered in thinking something through together. And truly, the only way you can do that is by asking a lot of questions. And of course, these would be learner, open-minded, and hopefully open-hearted questions as well. Now, I can go a lot further, but I don't know how much time we have. No, go a little bit further. Tell us a little bit more. What's the next step after that? Well, then they're in the land of collaboration. And that is, as you know, essential for successful leaders and for successful organizations. Mm. And collaboration simply cannot occur well from judge your mindset. And it does occur well from 
learner mindset. So having the mindset understanding and having the propensity and the skill to ask lots of questions is so fundamental to individual and organizational success. What if you come across somebody who may say this to you, I don't have time sometimes to be good. Sometimes I just need to do. And there are absolutely workplaces out there where they're measured in the minutes and the seconds they're measured by how much tape they use on the on the you know on the on the on the floor in the the fulfillment center what do you say to that that says i don't have time to be better because the the needle's moving at all times and i feel like i've 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 got this small moment with my people well i have a lot of opinions about that i'll just say one of them but we're not going to go there which is <laughs> An organization that operates that way, I think eventually is going to be in trouble because they're not taking care of people or understanding their needs well. But let's put that aside. I think, um, and and of course, I hear this all the time because people want answers and they want them yesterday. And people and organizations and leaders are often answer-driven rather than thinking-driven. So I might say to somebody who says who says that to me, I know that you're on a schedule and I understand how important it is. I want to make sure that we're answering the right questions and taking the most effective actions. So that means stepping back for a minute to think about the whole situation and not being so rash is to take an action that might actually at the end, cost us the results that we want. Well, we're we're just about out of time. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I I wanted to ask you if you were to to share one thing that you want our listeners to take away from the time that you've spent with me today and, and all of your learnings, what's that one thing you want them to remember? Ask more, tell less, get yourself into learner mindset, pause, listen, care about people and the results will follow. Marilee Adams, if people wanted to connect with you um, beyond going out and picking up the book, um, if they haven't have it already, um, where would you send them? Well, uh, my website is just simply the easiest. It's it's inquiryinstitute.com. And by the way, if um, any of your listeners are interested in seeing the choice map, they can get a free download with the short quiz from the website, and that will illustrate a lot of what we've been talking about. Oh, I, it's it's. I love the visual representation on that choice map. It makes it so clear, and you you totally see how to. St- I mean, it shows you here's how you continue to stay on your track because sometimes people run out of questions, right? But they see no, there's more questions, there's more thoughts, and what I love about it is. Yeah, there are people that immediately choose the wrong fork in the road, Marilee, but you show a strategy to get back on track, even if they I have choose. to say, Chad, that is so important. Remember, we always have both mindsets. And when we know how to be aware and identify that, and we have a strategy in tools, then there's always hope and there's always possibility. I, I love that. It's it's redemption. I have that belief that you, you know, give me an opportunity to course correct. And that's uh, what your teaching has, sh- has shown as well. Wonderful book. Change your questions. Change your life. 
Marilee Adams, thank you so much for spending some time with us today on the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. And thank you. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you enjoyed the interview, go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and please share it with your friends. The best way you can help us grow is feedback. So write a review if you haven't already. This podcast is brought to you by Blanchard, the heart of human achievement. Visit Blanchard.com for additional resources to help you and your organization succeed. Now it's my pleasure to turn today's podcast over to Ken Blanchard for his final thoughts. Thanks, Chad, for interviewing Mary Lee Adams about her book, Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. I can now understand why why this book is in its fourth edition. It has been a bestseller for you know, 20 years. It's just, it's just fabulous just listening to her. Uh, she argues that we have two mindsets. We have a learner mindset where we're open to new ideas, or we have a judger mindset where we're closed and we think all the good answers are in our head. Uh, and she said, we have both of those. And it's a real choice. And so the choice is, are you going to ask more and talk less like a servant leader? Or are you going to be telling more and asking less like a self-serving leader? And the key is she and I agree to making this happen is humility where you don't think less of yourself, you just think about yourself less. And so the focus is on other people. It's on what's good for them. It's not what's good for for you. And so when you come into a situation, you're always saying to yourself, how can I be helpful? What can I do to make a difference in this person's life? And I love the concept of maybe being a chief question officer. <laughs> So you're asking great questions and making sure people understand that you're there for them. So listen to this interview with Chad. Read her book. I think it's going to be really powerful for you and make a difference in your life and the lives of others around you.